0: And now, live from Level 5 Productions on the island of Milleronia, it's the Larry Miller Show! Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, and everyone who loves a good Thanksgiving... Hi, folks, and welcome back to the Larry Miller Show. I'm Larry Miller, but in a way, aren't we all? And I know Thanksgiving is just past us, but I have something to tell you about it. And most importantly, Colonel Jeff is feeling just about 100%, close to 100%, and much better than he was, but I'll tell you about that later. We're not on Milleronia today. We were there for Thanksgiving, but I'll tell you what. It's good to be back on the mainland. It's good to it's it's good to be home. That's that's something that we can all always say and always mean. It's you know what folks? It's good to be home. That uh, music makes me feel so good as always. Of course that's the Hugh Griffith Orchestra and the Eva Marie St Dancers featuring boy tenor Gary Ryan asking the musical question if you live in a trailer park, what exactly is the sixth level of drinking? Well, wow. good question, Gary. You know that's just a heck of a question. And uh, that was in uh, well when I uh, when I first wrote that piece, I didn't know, frankly. And I, I wrote something called the five levels of drinking. That's uh, well become a big, you know a big uh, part of my act. I've done it. All sorts of places on all sorts of TV shows, and in uh, in a movie or two, actually. but you know what folks? that's uh, it's a great question, uh, Gary, and I always say the the opening line to it is into the pieces there there are five levels of drinking, six if you live in a trailer park, but never mind that now, we we will talk about five and Gary, as you know, just ask, if you're okay, if you live in a trailer park, what exactly is the sixth level of drinking? Well, you know what? As I said, I didn't know when I first wrote it. It just seemed funny to pick a group that would have worse drinking habits than you, uh, if if there is such a group. And But now, I, I, you know, I thought about it when Gary's question came up. I, I have no idea. I've planned for years to write a sixth level, sort of a chapter two project. But, you know, Gary, you wrote a terrific question. Maybe now I'll write the sixth level of drinking. And I uh, I said, I looked at Colonel Jefferson. Well, what, whoa, what do you think of that? And uh, so that, you know, the ideas came up, you know, instead of a car being up on blocks, you're up on blocks. The next day, the day after. And I think that's pretty funny. And uh, your girlfriend, who lived with you in your single wide for three years, left and moved in with a guy a few spots away who lives in a double wide. Whatever those are. I'm not, I guess a single wide is, well, not wide, and a double wide is wide. But uh, you know what? That's. <laughs> And then Colonel Jeff uh, mentioned something he remembered from his grandfather, uh, who used to say, boy, I was so hungover, I saw a big tornado coming at me, and I was afraid it wouldn't take me, and I it would just leave me there. And I think I think that's pretty good. But uh, you know what? Thank you, Gary. It means a lot, and those will... Those first five levels were pretty wild on their own, but thanks, Gary. Let's uh, let's see what happens now. Now that I'm stirred, thanks to you. And by PayPal, boy, you know, this is such a good group, folks. PayPal, as you know, if you uh, if you work with them, you think you're saving the world, and who knows, maybe you are. And uh, PayPal really, well, they do a lot of great work. And if, for instance, if you enjoy my show, and why wouldn't you? And and you'd like to send a few bucks here to help out. And why wouldn't you? You can do it through PayPal. And uh, instead of saying, you know, this is just you know, it's just me. Instead of saying, donate or pay what you like, I always like to say, buy us some drinks, because you know what? That I think that's a better way to do. It. There there are different levels, levels one through five, all the way up to. We're driving to Florida! (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Gary Ryan is that guy screaming yes. But you know what? Well, the level's one through five, but it could be a sixth on the horizon, if you can still see the horizon (laughs) That, that next day. But look for the PayPal banner On our website. You could go to PayPal anywhere. You could get it anywhere. Computer, your iPhone, whatever you have, you can get to PayPal. But why bother? Let us help you. Let us get you there. What you do is you go to our website, which is uh, LarryMillerPodcast.com. Who's on the mountain? Tom Mix. (laughs) (laughs) I love that one. (laughs) and uh do that go there we have that we have a paypal banner right on our website just click that and we'll give you get you there click the banner then take a nap get into your big lazy boy chair and and rock it back and uh crack a cold beer for yourself maybe there's a ball game on but uh, in any case we'll get you we'll get you to paypal and Every little bit, well, it's a good way to think of it. Every little bit helps us keep the old leg lamp lit. And uh, thank you to everyone who has contributed already. And to all of you who are just really thinking, now's the time. Because, by the way, you're right. It is. And that brings me to my favorite part of the show, the joke of the week. Well, there's, uh, as you know, I love telling a joke every week. To uh, all of you. And uh, Colonel Jeff and I like this one very much. Uh, there's, a, there's a young, very pretty blonde woman who's standing up on the Brooklyn Bridge, and she's crossed over, really, and she's just standing there alone, and she's looking down into the water. And, well, she's going to do it. She's going to jump off that bridge, and she's going to commit suicide. And a uh, a young sailor... On leave just sees her. He's he's walking across the bridge and he says, Oh, brother, oh Lord, what is she gonna he goes over and he goes, Hey, 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 what what are you doing? Don't do this. What what are you doing? And uh she says to him, Well, I came from the Midwest and I was living with my boyfriend and then he tossed me out and uh he he doesn't wanna well he doesn't want to be with me anymore and I just felt so lonely here in New York and so so off things completely, and I, well, frankly, I'm, I have nothing left, and I'm, I'm just going to jump, and, and the sailor says, well, don't, no, you're not, don't do this, now, just listen to me, uh, because I'm going to tell you something very important, just, just come with me, you know, why, because I'm, tomorrow, I, I sail for Europe, I'm going out on, uh, well, I'm, you know, I'm in the Navy, and, you know, I'll smuggle you on the ship, I'll just get you on the ship. And you know what, you'll be fine. I'll find you a good place to spend the time there while we cross over into Europe on 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 this ship. And you know what, then you and I can be together. We'll get a place for ourselves somewhere where we land in France, maybe. And uh, she wipes the tears from her eyes, and he he strikes her as so sweet. She says, "I well, that's awfully nice. Thank you." I. That's very nice of you. You have a good heart. And and she looks at him and just says, let's do it. Yes, uh, I'll go with you. Yes, please. Let's do it, folks. The next day they get together. He picks her up and uh, takes her to the ship. And, well, you know, he, he smuggles her in there. You know, he knows what he's doing. And uh, he gets her into the hold area there where they have all sorts of things, all sorts of equipment for everyone else. And uh, he he hides her in a raft, a sort of life raft. Oh, you've seen them in all sorts of movies. And he hides her in there. It's all blown up and she can sleep there. So he puts her in that raft and uh, they smile at each other. And then, well, their eyes meet and and love hits. And they kiss and then they look at each other again and then they kiss again. And then they make love. They make sweet love. And there it's, well, it starts. That's that's love, folks. And he wants to make sure she's all right because folks, they're in love. And he comes down every night with that food and they look at each other again and they kiss and they make love again. And it's, it's great for both of them every single night. And, well, one time during the day, the captain of the ship comes down and he's uh, checking things and he's checking, got a clipboard there and he's looking around and he, he sees this young woman in the life raft there, in the, in the lifeboat. And he walks over and he says, uh, "What? who are you? What are you doing down here? You're not supposed to be here. And, and she, she says, uh, well, and she decides to be honest and she says, look, Captain, I met a sailor here and I, to be honest, I was going to kill myself and I, I was going to jump off the Brooklyn Bridge and he, he saved me. He said, You know, I, I, I can take you, I'm I'm shipping out tomorrow. And and the, he said, you know, we'll we'll go to Europe together and we can start a life there and have a home there. Just you y- you and me and so that's what I'm doing. And the captain looks at her and says, Ma'am, this is the Staten Island Ferry. <laughs> the Colonel and I thought that was pretty good. Boy, that that fella, well, he might have wanted to save her life, but that's not the nicest way to do it. But he did save her life, and who knows, maybe their love is real. And they will get, well, not to Europe that way, but they'll get to, well, Staten Island or just back to Manhattan there, and they'll start living together there. Maybe they'll just go right to the New York City uh, Board of Weddings. And that uh, someone can marry them right there. How about that? (laughs) Anyway, that's a pretty good one. If you do too, please tell it to your friends and loved ones. And that brings me to my second favorite part of the show The Poetry Corner. It's always a beautiful piece there. and It's a great string quartet. Folks, uh, the colonel and I like this poem very much. It's called A Golden Day by Paul Lawrence Dunbar. Paul was an American poet and lived from 1872 to 1906. Not a long life, but he was born in Dayton, Ohio, to parents who had escaped slavery. He went on to an all-white high school and became the editor of the school newspaper and class president and the president of the school's literary society. Now, get this, his first published work was in a newspaper put out by two of his good high school friends, and their names were Wilbur and Orville Wright. Isn't that something? That's another one of those, well, how do you like that? And uh, Paul uh, Paul would wind up writing dozens of books on poetry, four books of short stories, five novels, and a play. He wrote the lyrics for Indahomi, which was the first musical written and performed by African Americans to appear on Broadway. So this was quite a man. I wish he had lived longer. So this is A Golden Day by Paul Lawrence Dunbar. I found you and I lost you, all on a gleaming day. The day was filled with sunshine and the land was full of May. A golden bird was singing its melody divine. I found you and I loved you, and all the world was mine. I found you and I lost you All on a golden day But when I dream of you, dear It's always brimming May Isn't that nice? That's a... Well, I think that's a terrific look at love Good work By Paul Lawrence Dunbar And that brings me to my Third favorite part of the show MMM The Triple M Magic Movie Moment. Oh, folks, this is a wonderful movie. And this is why I mentioned the great Hugh Griffith and the great Eva Marie Saint there in the opening. Because they were both in this movie. And what a cast it has. The movie is called Exodus from 1960. Directed by Otto Preminger, starring... Paul Newman, Eva Marie Saint, Lee J. Cobb, Hugh Griffith, Sal Mineo, David Opatishu, Ralph Richardson, and John Derrick, so many others. But John Derrick was not only a fine actor, but his wife, a few years later, took his name, and she, of course, was Beau Derrick. Isn't that neat? He was, uh, well, he was a handsome actor, and he, uh, he apparently used it. But you know what? Folks, it's a great movie. It's, a oh, from the book by Leon Uris. And uh, there's a magic movie moment in it, many of them to me. But it's near the end where Paul Newman and Sal Mineo are preparing for an attack. And they discover Paul's good friend Taha, who was an Arab young man there. And he didn't know he was being pressed. He was being recruited by the other Arab groups to fight against the new state of Israel. And uh he doesn't want to and he's he's really torn this way and that and uh old Karen there is one of the one of the young women from oh Lord folks the sadness of the concentration camps and she and Salminio fall for each other and well Paul and Sal, as they're running to go to this attack, find Taha and Karen, and they're both dead. And they were killed, well, by the terrorists from those days in in gruesome ways. And they're both shattered. And I remember my mom telling me she read this part. She was reading the book, the book of Exodus, and she was on the subway In Brooklyn, going home, and when she read this, this moment, she said she burst into tears for the rest of the ride home, and that always stayed with me. It's a great movie, folks, and a great story, a great novel, and oh, what a story. I hope you find it. I hope you like it. Just wow. Go see Exodus with Paul Newman and Eva Marie Saint and so many others. Twenty other wonderful people. And uh, you know what? I did want to mention, I told you briefly, that Colonel Jeff is feeling much better. And, uh, well, we all love him. And uh, I'm glad he's feeling better. He had quite a thing. He had uh, quite a thing. And the doctors didn't know what it was. It was a food thing a food poisoning kind of a thing and i'm telling you that for 2 weeks he was he was in and out they they didn't know what it was so they didn't know what to do but he started getting better and he started to wear he uh well as he came by today and he said yeah i think i lost weight and he wasn't a guy who needed to lose weight he looks terrific now and i was feeling so good just to see him again i promoted him to a new way of getting to Milleronia, and that means a lot. As you know, if you've heard me say this, and uh, that I always had Colonel Jeff coming out from the mainland, from Southern California, in three helicopters. It would take three helicopter rides for him to get to Milleronia. I can't tell you where it is. Well, I could, but I won't. And it's my island, and I built it, as you know, and, uh, well, I love it very much in everyone here. And just rarely I take people up to one of the volcanoes, volcano number one and number two. And, uh, well, the newer one, number three. And, uh, well, they don't come back. I come back, but, uh, they, uh, up there, our, our keeper there is Ollie Dungmeister the third. And, uh, in his hands, they, well, they don't make it. He he tosses them in just like a bag of potatoes. And uh, But Colonel Jeff deserves a, a fond, well, a reward, a hello. So I promoted him, not in rank. I thought about making him a general, but he's a great colonel. And I promoted him to a better plane to go back and forth from Southern California to Milleronia. And that's going to be... Well, a, a brand-new James Bond plane, the ones he used to have in those movies, like Goldfinger. He always had, boy, those were great planes, too. What, eight, ten windows on each side and terrific furniture. They had Lazy Boy chairs, too, there. And uh, he's on that plane, and he's, we're also going to get him uh, a really beautiful young woman, and like on the James Bond plane, and she's always wearing a sequined grass skirt. She can wear them. And she's always got, she's she's beautiful to see. And she always has four Sean Connery. She always has a new suit ready for his James Bond part in the movie. And she always makes him just the right cocktails, the ones he likes. And he goes into the little bathroom there, which is not so little. It's a nice one. And he goes in there to shave and to change into one of the suits that she brought him. And the last thing, well, a little cherry on top is he will always, Colonel Jeff will be able, just like James Bond, to just put his index finger in the uh, in the shaving cream and see where the eye holes are for her to keep an eye on him. And he always uh, takes that. He can, he can take those, well, that little dot of shaving cream and go up to the eye hole and just... Poop and cover it up. And, of course, we'll see her go, hey. So he'll cover up three or four of those eye holes, then come out looking great in one of those great suits, and he'll have another one of those cocktails that she brings him. So anyway, that's Colonel Jeff's new promotion, and he deserves it. And I hope he's never sick again, and I hope you're never sick again, too. But you know what? Welcome back to Colonel Jeff. And he, by the way, he uh, he had, thank God, he had a good Thanksgiving, too. And uh, we had a wonderful one here. My wife made a great event, a great affair. It was uh, 10 people here. That was uh, my wife and uh, our younger son and me. Our older son, the Marine, is, while well, he's off on duty. He's deployed, a place I can't tell you. And, uh, so it was my wife and our younger son and me and my wife's sister, Aunt Helen. Well, we always call her Aunt Helen, but it's, it's Helen. Oh, and I love her. She's just great. It's a great family. Those two sisters are terrific. And Aunt Helen and her son, little Robert, who's not so little. That's another one of those cases where little Robert, whew, wow, he's like six two, six three, 6'3", and tough as nails and, uh, Lived in Argentina for a while, but he's come back now to the States. And uh, Helen, by the way, makes fabulous pies every year. My wife cooks up a storm. Makes the greatest Thanksgiving you've ever been to. But Anna Helen, by the way, is in charge of some desserts where that uh, she makes two pies every year. And they're great. One pecan pie or pecan pie. What's the official way? I guess I call it pecan who knows? I call it great. One pecan pie, and one apple pie, and folks, these are big and amazing. And uh, boy, the stuff my wife made—you know—you you know what? We, she set it up as a buffet on the counter in our kitchen. There, there were ten of us. Uh, her friend Susie was there because Susie's son was uh, with her ex-husband for the day, and Susie brought a friend of hers who. And her friend brought her son. And, uh, oh, it's... What a day. It was so nice. My wife, I'm not kidding you, made a great event. And the food was unbelievable. My wife made the greatest turkey you've ever had. And all the side dishes. By the way, she had in bowls, big bowls, set up four, five side dishes with big spoons in them. And so you go down there... As a buffet, and, uh, and you just pass every platter and every bowl, every big thing. And, uh, so Susie's friend and I were going down the line together, and she said to me as we're going down, Oh, what's this one? Do you, do you know what uh, this one is? And, uh, well, to be honest, I got, I looked at her and I just said, What do you care? I mean, it, it, I said, You know what? You know, it's Thanksgiving. You're not supposed to know what it is. It doesn't matter what it is. You know what it is? My wife made it, and it's great. And so, glop some down on your plate there. Move to the next one, glop that down on the plate too, and you'll see. You just, you just dig in when you when you get back to the table. It was wonderful. We had a, you know what? In fact, we had a three o'clock call for everyone to get to the house, and a four or four thirty meal time, and it went really well. You know, you don't always have a Thanksgiving that great. The food was fabulous, and the people are wonderful. We're really close to them. My wife and me and our younger son and her sister Helen and her son, and uh, her husband couldn't make it. And, uh, you know, folks, and the whole thing went well, and it was all done by nine, which is great because just by the time your family and friends are thinking of leaving. You're thinking of saying, "You know what? Time to get out. Let's go." And uh, that means all the all the you're done with everything. All the food, all the pies, all the coffee. All the, oh, it was wonderful, and all the talking and jigsaw puzzles on the uh, living room table, and and sitting in the living room by. So by nine o'clock, they're ready to go, and I'm ready to walk them out. And whew, you know, it reminded me though that. Of the uh, Thanksgivings I had when I was a kid, my mom's Thanksgiving, and uh, it was at our house every year. I don't know about you, but it was at our house where I grew up, and uh, it, they weren't small. We had 18 people, 18, all family, and uh, every year it was the same group, and it was always, holidays like that were always at our house. That was fine with us. My parents made a great. Thanksgiving. And oh boy, the food. But let's see, the, 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 the cast there, so to speak, it was uh, me and my parents and my sister and uh, my dad's mom, my grandmother, and her sister, Etty, who remember <laughs> delivered my father and his twin sister when they were born on the kitchen table in Brooklyn in their sixth floor walk up apartment. And You know what? They weren't poor. They didn't have much. But that's the way people did things sometimes. Well, why didn't you go to the hospital? Well, they planned to go to the hospital. You walk down six flights when you're about to give birth. And so, you know what, though? They're always together. And Etty always said, well, God bless her. We loved her and all. But she always had little things to say, like, oh, what a lovely dress. Does it come in small sizes? And (laughs) that's the kind of thing. What do you say to that? What's the proper answer? You just sit there for another four seconds until somebody else says something. My mother's brothers, my Uncle Arnie, Uncle Harry, Uncle Morris, and his family, a wife and three kids, and Aunt Arlene, my father's twin sister, and her husband, Uncle Joe, and their three kids, Susan, Ellen, and Karen. And I'm just mentioning them also because they, Arlene and Joe, and their kids, Uh, lived in lower Manhattan and they'd come out of course, every year for Thanksgiving for everything because things were always at our house. Folks, every single year, the five of them were always late. And I mean, late they lived in New York in the city and uncle Joe could never remember the way and was too cranky to stop and ask for directions. So, if my mom told them to be at the house by three, they were there every year at exactly five. That's the way it was. And you know what? They came in and we all knew it. No one ever got mad because, well, that's that's, that's Aunt Arlene and Uncle Joe and they'll get here with the kids. They'll get there every single year. Starts at three. They got there at five. And two hours late, not surprisingly, when they rang the bell, I would always kind of run and just, "Oh, I'll get it into the door, and my parents were there in two, and uh would open that door. Not surprisingly, there wasn't a smile on those five faces the whole day. You can't really have a trip like that. Nobody said anything, and they were all I loved them all they were great, but Uncle Joe always had this look on his face. And finally, nothing was said. Nothing was ever said until finally at the table, sort of halfway through the meal, Arlene would turn to her mom, my grandmother, and uh, just say, he won't ask for directions. I always tell him, Joe, stop and ask for directions. But it just makes him mad. Now, of course, Uncle Joe was at that second staring daggers at her the whole time as he chewed his huge mouthful of food, and uh, and we had a kid's table. No one minded that. I didn't. Hey, we were kids, and that was a table for us, and we could mess ourselves up and laugh, and that's a pretty good holiday right there. And my mom, speaking of a great meal, whoa, she made a heck of a meal every year, a big turkey and a big brisket. Now, I don't, I, I don't know why we needed a brisket, but she made one every year, and boy, they were great brought it out onto the table there. My father would bring things out, and my mom did the whole thing. She didn't have, you know, nobody helped her and didn't have a caterer or anything, but that's, she could do it. She could handle it. She was like my wife with this, this last Thanksgiving, did the whole thing. And so my mom, turkey and brisket and mashed potatoes and baked potatoes and sweet potatoes. There were a lot of potatoes and every year the, the the sweet potatoes by the way were in a big glass lasagna pan that's how big it was with big marshmallows on top and they the whole thing was baked and uh, it always looked every year it looked fabulous to me i thought that was the greatest looking thing in the world and every year i hated it i don't know why i always forget and just get suckered in again boy that looks great maybe it'll be great this year but you know, and we by the way we also had vegetables and uh I don't remember anyone ever eating them. I, I don't know why. Maybe you did the same thing I and mean, when you were a kid I think everyone thought well it's Thanksgiving. What are we doing here? We don't we don't need string beans, you know, we eat those all week. And uh we don't need sliced carrots. We eat those also all week. And you know, did anyone bring Brussels sprouts? Why? But that's all right. It's Thanksgiving. Who needs who needs vegetables? And uh, you know what? My wife and my mom made a great meal. It was really something. I, I keep remembering. By the way, I'd, I'd like a. My wife made a great stuffing, and I, I somehow something in me wants an some kind of old-fashioned, traditional stuffing. And Colonel Jeff said to me, "What was in it?" I said, "I, I don't know. I I I don't know. It didn't have big things." It didn't have hunks of thing in it, but boy, oh boy, there's, I just remember something, one of these years, one of these years, and, uh, but this one was great. I hope you had a good one. I hope you had a terrific one. Colonel Jeff went to where he was invited to, and you know what? And This is still when he was sick, and he was coming out of it, and, uh, He had some uh, good food. And he said, by the way, with the stuffing, they were looking to get rid of things, to have people take them home. And they were trying to get rid of their stuffing. And Colonel Jeff said, "Uh, if you're looking, look no further than right here. And he did. And that helped him also get his, well, get his machine back, get his machine going again. Folks, I hope your machines are fine. And I know, that's another thing I know, and you know, but you and I will always be the same. We know the same things. Homer is Homer, and Pluto is a planet. And so remember, folks, as always, if you walked out of bed today and had a job to go to and a home to come back to and someone there who cares, folks, game's over and you've won. And Thanksgiving is a better time to think about that than any other day. Be thankful for that. We'll see you here next time.